The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you first and foremost for being an intentional spirit because I know that because you are one that you are participating and you're listening to the show today. You're also sharing the messages and the content of what we talk about each and every week with your friends and with your social media. I greatly appreciate you supporting us and getting this work out in the world. As we know, we have lived in a paradigm for centuries and centuries of rules and boxes and ways in which people live. And now we have come to a place of a greater maturity, greater understanding, and we know that it's tools that really enhance our lives, that help us be better partners, better in better relationships, do better parenting, and just really consciously be aware of, of Mother Earth and all that we're blessed with. I was watching a show um, last night with Mariel Hemingway, uh, interviewed by Oprah Winfrey, and every one of uh, the guests were saying, uh, when they think of God, they think of nature. My guest today is Carol Grundle, who I am confident would say that very same thing. You don't have to go too far in your life to look for God. You can actually look in the, in the backyard. Carol Grundle is an extraordinary business leader. She is a wonderful wife, mother to two amazing children. She is a difference maker instead of a difference taker. By far, my favorite type of people. And Carol, welcome to our show today. Thanks, Temple. My pleasure. Well, I'm just so glad that um, that you agreed to do this show because it's been it's been about a year now of time that uh, you and I found ourselves heading to this little city in Brazil uh, called Abajanya. Abajanya, Brazil, the the home to the world-renowned healer, miracle worker, John of God. That was and amazing. Ca- 
<laughs> it was. It was. I'm still looking for words sometimes to even explain to myself what happened <laughs> because it was incredible. But I will say that for me, um, I'm one of those individuals that I live in this realm of I feel like when you can see something, it's easier to believe in the possibility, you know, whether it's success or as a healer. And that was one of my big draws to go there was to be immersed in that energy and to see John and God, quote, unquote, in action and knowing that my life would never be the same. What were some of your reasons for going? I I think just um, doing too many things for other people in my lives, um, taking care of an aging father and teenage boys and um, traveling and work and a, a large organization and kind of finding that I was always last on the list. Um, and I had some issues and I really felt that um, they were really, really starting to store in my body and no matter what I was doing, it wasn't seeming to move through. And I decided that when you mentioned let's go, it just seemed to feel just like a perfect thing to do. So I went on faith and trust and, 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 and that moment, it just like doors just flung open and healing and, and I mean, it was just incredible for me. So well, we, we were with a group of 13 people and I can say that with every person that went, that every person has had uh, more than one life-altering experience since then. Oh, definitely. I mean, even people that were doubting and weren't sure why they were even going had amazing, um, uh, kind of like awakening their their spirit, their soul, their body, their intuitive. I mean, it, it literally awakens every senses in your body. Uh, you cannot help not to um, notice and and respond and hear. And it was like those continual God moments that were happening second by second by second. It wasn't just like, oh, here and there. It was every second. And for those of you that have not visited in this area or are familiar with it at all, um, obviously Oprah has done um, several programs on on John of God, who of himself is an ordinary man uh, with uh, channeling uh, surgeons and different entities within him that does extraordinary things. and. Many people, uh, you may have heard of Sai Baba, who did those kind of things. And I know for me, I always wanted to travel to India and see Sai Baba, and yet it never really unfolded. But when you're going to Abhijanya, this small city in Brazil, on a lot of kind of dusty, dirty roads with very little uh, commercialization going on, a lot of empty acreage and those kind of things, then you come to the end of this road and you see this white and blue casa, um, this incredible uh, facility that um, people are lined up from all over the world and all people they urge you to wear white because they want to keep the energy clear what were uh carol some of the things that when you first got there and you were kind of getting centered and you were grounded that you observed about the place itself well it felt very backwards the, the, the town and the city um 
but it was very interesting to hear so many different languages and people coming from all over the world and having those intimate conversations with people just on the street or outside a cafe or um, in in um, the presence of the casa of how they got there and why they got there and what changed in their life or what brought them to that decision and that moment to be there. Those stories I found um, just as fascinating as... as um, all the healings that were occurring um, by the days we were there. Uh, it, I think, it, it, for me, at one point, when we finally went in to John of God and we were going down the long aisle to see him after passing, you know, many areas where people have been meditating for three or four hours, but to finally hit where you were almost ready to see him, this immense gratitude came over me, and I was just, like weeping. I I had never felt so much gratitude in my life to be thankful for all the difficulty in my body that got me to that moment, that got me right there and then. And and for me, I can can go back to that moment of gratefulness very easily uh, every day. It's a reminder for me to be grateful, even for the difficulties and the pains or the, you know, just whatever is going on in life is to be grateful for it. Well, it was really, um, it was interesting for me in that, (coughs) like I said, I was so drawn to go for just the experience, for a spiritual retreat, for, you know, uh, I love... Yeah, and I I love a sacred journey, and I love to be into my introverted self, and, you know, our spiritual community here, every time I say that, they just laugh, but I am extremely introverted, uh, and I am extroverted, and sometimes feel that, I mean, that I have to get past my wanting to be introverted to be a public person, not because I feel like I'm all that, but because I feel within myself that, you know, all of us that have a message, we, we want to get it out there and that's not always comfortable. But, but in that space, I, I wasn't feeling like I was going for like, some kind of physical thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Anybody can think of, you know, four things that, oh, I'd like that to be better or, you know, I'd like to not wear glasses anymore or whatever. You know, it may be. I'm not even saying those are mine. But um, it was interesting that I had just had a birthday and I had just gotten uh, back from um, seeing uh, an Eastern Western doctor who had told me that I was just in excellent shape, you know, and uh in, in the age that I'm in and, you know, all the facts and statistics is that I was in excellent shape. So here I am and I too am waiting in a line with hundreds of people. And you really got to know, I mean, people have traveled all over the world. Some people are using their one time in their lives savings just to be there to, mm-hmm. to help the crippled son or are they are blind or and there are a wide range of some people want to know God more uh, and then there's other people that have measurable defects if you will or things that you can actually see and and though we know in a human suit we have a lot of those ourselves but some are more apparent right than others and so when I come in the line and he sees me I too like you I was so humbled because the line is you know 40 50 people deep and you're waiting behind these people and when the person steps aside you're like right there in front of John of God 
and he's just looking at you, and you're just kind of like trembling, you know, just the energy of, wow. And he looked at me, and he said, you need operation. (laughs) And I went, operation, (laughs) you know. And it was so interesting because when we came out of that line, and Reverend Diane Scribner-Clevenger was there, and she was crying. And I, and she had just gone before. She was so happy to go. And I said, yeah, she was just before me. And she said, oh, he told me I had to have an operation and she's crying. And I said, well, I feel like crying too. He told me I had an operation and I didn't know anything was wrong with me. And she was, she said, well, I'm crying because I'm going to get, discover one more thing that was right with me. And that was powerful. Yeah, that was powerful, but but then also then I, when I got into line and they said the same thing, operation or surgery, spiritual surgery, and I'm between both of you, one who's in, in complete shock and one who's in complete <laughs> gratefulness to be there. And I'm like, I'm just open for everything and anything. I'm just here to you know, do with me as you will, total surrender. And so it was really the dynamics between all of that and everybody come, you know, having, I don't know, was it the expectation or whatever, but... It was, um, you know, and then also being in that room where there, where the entities and and um, you know um, are working on you, I could feel where they worked on me, and 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 interesting. And every time that John of God, even though our eyes were closed and we were in prayer or meditation or just quiet, I knew when he presence came in the room or whoever he was incorporating that day as an entity, I would just weep in gratitude. It happened every time I got near him, but but then when when you come out of that and feeling as though even bef- even Temple before we went in for surgery, feeling as though we had anesthesia, I could barely sit in the chair. I could too. I mean, you know, and, and exactly, we were in a room. Yeah, we were in a room with a lot of people, and I I mean, I I could barely walk. I yeah. really felt. Literally, like I had had, you know, real anesthesia. It was just, it was really amazing. And and out of that moment for me, that this kind of really did change me it by itself. If that one thing alone, and there were hundreds of things that happened, but the one thing that happened, just to highlight that, was, you know, I'm a firm believer in in sobriety and in uh, correcting uh, what's no longer serving you and therapy and coaching and, you know, all those kind of things. But there's something about that, that underneath the layer, even when you mention the the word healing, you know, often people will say, oh, well, I don't really have anything, quote, unquote, wrong with me. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, like, exactly. well, I don't oh, really exactly. have anything wrong with me. I don't but think you wh- can make it to this place in the earth at any age and not have something that you would exactly. be but, helped or that, that you could improve upon or that you could release or surrender or forgive or exactly. let go of. Exactly. And to me, that's what a big thing that came out of that is because it. I had said it intellectually many times, uh, more specifically for myself, but I get more and more excited now about, oh, yay, I'm going to get to find one more thing that's right with me, exactly. <laughs> you know, or, or good or, or wholesome. And with uh, a couple of your ailments, I, I believe, weren't you having some difficulty with your ankles I had a, heels? A, a plantar fasciitis and a heel spur for almost two years, which then when you're walking and trying to 
navigate with that difficulty in your feet or your heel or it really changes the way you walk in your gait, which then worked up into my hip, into my back and, you know, my neck. And so it literally was becoming more and more difficult. And and for me, I think a lot of it, I it linked you know, it's, it's, I think it can be linked to so many different things. But for me, I think I didn't really process my father passing. Uh, as I didn't take the time that was necessary, I think, for, my, for myself to process that. Because in the middle of dealing with family, travel, business, teenagers, you know, uh, you know and, and honoring my body now more and listening to those smaller cues to tell me, ah, time for you, you know, rest or eat or drink or, you know, whatever that, that, that is. But th- th- those were the reasons, Temple. I really thought that I was going to be ending up in a wheelchair. And when you said, you know, we're not getting any younger and maybe this is something you should really look at, and I was like, <laughs> you know, she's kind of right there. <laughs> and I thought, you know, what is kind of feeling um, that it's not... I just wanted to open myself up to be closer in my spirituality and to be aware and awake and and to know that I could be the best, you know, I guess in serving or helping with my family or just feeling as though I'm I'm on a path that I knew that was exactly where I should be. And at times, you know, I think you kind of swerve in and out of life and you go, oh, this doesn't quite feel right, and you can navigate that. But it was so clear and so and so keen um, being there of what you needed to re- surrender to and what was most important in the moment. It's just changed my life forever, and I know it has yours as well, so much so that I'm going to be going again uh, in the very near future because I'm just feeling um, called and pulled again. It just altered us in so many different ways, and one of the ways uh, that we're going to be talking about when we come back after break is we're going to share um, another dimension of the life work and life passion that had opened up for both myself and Carol Grundle. Carol and her husband, Igor, Igor, they have a website, winvision.biz winvision.biz and you'll want to know more about them they are amazing and incredible human beings that are giving all the time with uh, healthcare coaching and ideas about maximum health I'm Temple Hayes and I thank you so much for being part of the show and when we come back after break we'll talk about the word God spelled backward means dog and how (laughs) meeting amazing dogs in our lives Uh, has changed us and transformed us forever. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. 
Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit Unity Online Radio and click on Mobile Listening. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. of spiritually conscious living start now for a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential tune in to the yoga hour living the eternal way with yogacharya ellen grace o'brien every thursday morning at 10 a.m central 8 a.m pacific only on unity online radio the voice of an awakening world Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. We've kind of painted a story for you and an idea about... um us, myself, and Carol Grundle traveling to Abidjan in Brazil and spending almost two weeks there in the mission of John of God, seeing uh, miraculous things. We were able to see people that had been totally blind that could get up and walk and then see. Uh, we saw people leave their wheelchairs and their canes behind. But there was something else that Carol and I discovered along the way that touched our hearts and has truly changed our lives forever in that in the culture of Brazil, their culture isn't always so kind to the animals. They're, they're not as aware and conscious about the presence and power of life with the, the dogs and the cats and the farm animals and those kind of things. And so Carol and I discovered kind of right away that there were just so many street dogs hanging out and they would follow you from place to place because you walked most of the time around the little downtown area there in Abidjanya and those dogs would just follow us and of course Carol they knew right away when they met you and me that they had found gold what can I tell you (laughs) they definitely they definitely found kindred spirit we were definitely (laughs) wide open for helping them because of their need and um what they brought to us and the gifts that they brought us, not only us being able to do something to help them. Um, I, I think that, you know, often um, sometimes people will say, well, you know, why did you set out to do that? And, and what I would like to uh, paint as far as the image 
um, is that spirituality to me is the ability to connect the dots in your life and also to pay attention to what is calling you. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be to be in control or, you know, when I travel here, I'm going to do this, this, and this, but kind of to say, I'm going to allow the journey of the pieces that I need you know, to unfold. And what happened was that to give you as an audience kind of a feel for that is they, there were dogs everywhere, all over. And so Carol and I would go and we would feed them and we would get extra food or not eat as much to make sure that we would feed them. And we had that going on, but there was a young pup that was less than a year old that was being chased by several big dogs. And I scooped her up to help her. And I said, well, this is something I can do. The one thing I could do is I could take her to a local vet. I could get her little surgery so she's not making puppies. And, you know, that's a contribution I could make to the city, you know, one small way. Well, then I invited Carol (laughs) to go to the vet's office with me. And what did you experience, Carol, when we went there? I'm not sure if you invited me or if we just kept showing up there and finding each other at the vet because we kept picking up animals to help. Um, Well, initially you came over because I wanted you to see what they were doing. Yes. And you were just kind of blown away by this couple and how they have dedicated their lives uh, to Rini and Fatima to really helping these animals. It was amazing. I, I felt such a huge heart and love from them and and how they wanted to help and and they 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 didn't live extravagant whatsoever in fact i think they made their part half of their home or more uh into the clinic and their whole backyard and the side of the yard in the front were for cats and dogs and helping animals and you know even the ones that found themselves to their door was amazing that these animals knew that was where help would, would, you know, that would lead them to care and their help. And I think that's the same thing Temple they sensed with us, that they, when they would come to us, they knew that we could get them to what they needed, whatever medicine or surgery or, or finding them a family or, you know, whatever it was. And they had the puppies there, the dachshund puppies. They had the small little puppy that you fell in love with and the one that you brought in, which you um, called we called Sophie, and that Sophie project came from to help more. And Sophie um, has, you know, there was a commitment that uh, Carol and I made to about nine uh, to eleven of those dogs, and we made the commitment, and we weren't really sure how it was going to unfold, but it's kind of like, you know, pure metaphysical teaching or or the unity way that when you declare something into the universe and that's your prayer of intention, then a way provides itself. Initially, Carol and I were going to bring some of the dogs back by an airline, Delta, and we had it all arranged, but then they declined us uh, at the last minute. So we knew that wasn't going to work, but that did work out, and we were able to bring all of, of these dogs back. But even initially, uh, Carol, I think it's important to say that 
we weren't even uh, blessed that much by the locals. Uh, they were telling us that, well, there's no point, or you're just wasting your time, or there's nothing really that you're going to be able to do. And, and you and I bad. kept saying, and there's too many and everything, but we just kept referring back to like this thing about the uh, starfish that um, famous Andy is walking around. Is it famous Amos? Amos or Andy? I don't know. Oh, anyway, sure. someone famous was walking uh, <laughs> on the <laughs> on the beach one day and was seen throwing starfish you know, back into the ocean. And somebody walked up and said, you're not going to be able to make an impact. I mean, look at all these starfishes. And he said, I made a difference with that one, didn't I? And and that, that I think is important for people to understand when you're wanting to be of service is that you can make a difference with just a beginning. And there were some people there that were kind of told, uh, you know, hands off, don't be bothering the dogs. And since then, since we were there and since there was impact made, uh, they have changed their, they've changed their minds and they've taken a different tune to, you know, taking better care of, of the animals. But Sophie, um, was an amazing dog. And for those of you that want to see her as well as to further the awareness so you can get visuals is you can go to templehaze.org, my website, templehaze.org, and you can see a video right on the front called the Sophie Project, S-O-F-I, the project. And you can actually see me and Carol you know, with some of the puppies. And Carol was just going up and down the streets, and <laughs> she found Alex, um, a dog, and he was laying at the chapel of the Casa near death. I mean, he was almost near death, and he wasn't he was, even yeah. a year and a half years old. That Beautiful was one dog. that you brought in. I had a dream and- before that um, it, there was something, because uh, I always have this thing with germs or touching things that are dirty or anything, but in, in my dream or either something the night or two nights before, it had said, no matter what, pick this dog up, you'll be safe. Or pick, you know, I, I saw that it was some sort of a whitish dog, a medium size. And when I saw the dog, I thought, I knew that that was the one. And I, I offered, couldn't even walk because the paws were so um, ravaged with parasites and things. But Alex is a an Abizan hound, which was an absolute beautiful dog, and was mostly red. But when we we washed him, he was mostly then white with golden eyes. Beautiful dog, but uh, Tempo was interesting because some of these dogs have been that we've brought back. Um, a handful of those eleven are now therapy dogs and and serving serving That's right. a, commu- a community. You know, and so that's why I think that animals are, are are not seen for the spirit that is within them of how much they can give. You know, it's not about taking. It is literally all about giving. And for me, that was to see these dogs being helping more and more people. That's the ripple effect. That that means that we've made a difference in, in, in families and, and hearts along the way. It, it so does, and and it and these animals they they carry with them such healings uh, that they bring. And keep in mind, uh, they've been surrounded by twenty four seven prayer from the grounds of the casa. 
So they carry with them an immense amount of, of healing energy. Um, one of the, one of the dogs that was brought back, uh, for example, was a dachshund and his name, I gave him the name of Chico and wound up being a foster. Uh, to him for a, a brief window of time and oh. I wanted I wanted to keep him you know I did but he we already had seven animals so I I knew that if I kept him I'd have to live in my car <laughs> <laughs> so so um Chico I just you know was very clear that we would find the right owner and along the way I kept calling him buddy well, one day out of the blue, uh, which, uh, Stratton Smith would say, anything out of the blue is another name for God. Also, uh, I get a call from a guy who's starting to ask me questions about this dog, and he had gone through a severe divorce. He was very down and out in his life. He was probably mid to late sixties. And he said, um, I'm looking for a dog, and he said, and I'm looking for a buddy. And I said, well, that's so odd because I keep calling this dog Buddy even though I've named him Chico. And the man adopted this dog, and I get letters from him all the time telling me how much this dog has changed his life, that he's like a different person, that um, he had never owned a dog before until he was of the age that he is now. And I get photos all the time. Chico and I go play golf. We do this. We do that. But it's opened up his heart, you know, as far as the power and the and the essence of love. It's just really amazing. It, it is. It's, and that, that people are aware that they do need something like that is, I think, a, is an opening to... The, an awareness of, that there is a healing there, whether it may not be an animal or not, but it, but they added so much to your life. And I, I know even um, Sabrina, the one that I have, has um, come back to me three times, so she's obviously supposed to be with me. <laughs> and and having her puppies, so that that's amazing that those dogs can move on into other families and and. The girl that took one of the puppies um, that she said she had been looking for two years, and even the one dog that we called Scruffy down there, that we I end up changing her name to Lola because she followed us or me for the last three days that we were there at the casa. Even when the dogs weren't supposed to be on the grounds or in those buildings, I would be meditating, and you would you know tap my shoulder and say look look under your chair and that dog would find me out of the six or hundred or thousand people that were sitting there meditating laying under my chair and we brought this dog back and it was originally supposed to we thought go to south africa but one of your um, members of your church said for two years they always knew they were going to have a a dog named lola and as soon as they you posted that picture up on your screen in the church they knew that was the dog without even knowing the name yet Right. They didn't even know her name at the time. They just saw uh, this beautiful terrier and they were, they said, oh, we're very clear. That's the dog that we want. And I said, are you sure? Because I kind of had my eye on that dog too. (laughs) When you're looking to foster uh, dogs and cats, you don't usually question somebody when they said, you know, they're really wanting it because, you know, your best day is when somebody wants the animal. And I went, are you sure? And they said, yes, but to paint the story for people, our community is in St. Petersburg, Florida. And we actually, because Carol agreed to foster them, God bless you, namaste, I bless you all the time for that. 
is that when we met the couple there in Sarasota, when that dog saw them for the first time, she ran across the yard and jumped up almost in their arms. She knew intuitively that they were her owner. It was amazing. It it was. It is. I get, you know, uh, teary-eyed and goosebumps every time I... Um, see pictures of that dog because I remember um, it was the German couple that had adopted another dog and said please can you watch this dog and make sure that you pay it forward like before you leave you can you find someone to feed the dogs and we kept looking for other people to continue that on until we did meet a group of people that everybody wanted to help and donate money to the vet and um, continue they continue to donate to the vet and to the cause of helping um, through your organization of Sophie's Project. so And we're still always open to people wanting to make contributions because it is a nonprofit um, supporting the idea of life rights and the monies go just directly to uh, the vets there. They don't euthanize and um, they will go to great extents, you know, lengths to make sure that the animals are taken care of. And that was why I was so enrolled. And, and often, you know, people often, you know, a few times people have said, uh, well, why would you help dogs in Brazil? When you have dogs right in your backyard, and I said, well, first of all, you're assuming I don't have dogs in my backyard because I help animals anywhere, anytime. That would be the first thing. But the second thing is that if you are a global person and you believe in uh, oneness and that kind of energy, um, then what you know is if you impact nature in Brazil, you've automatically impacted nature geographically everywhere because that's what we really believe Uh, you know god isn't just local uh you know the idea of god in nature isn't just localized so to speak so but it's uh, i I remember when you were down in alvajania and you had mentioned because i think somebody was saying you're going to do what take the dogs where how are you going to do that and we didn't even matter of how or what but i remember you saying you just do the next thing in front of you the right Mm -hmm. thing I'm not sure those exact words. How did you say that? I said it just like that. You just do, you know, the next thing that's right in front of you. And I was fortunate also that I had someone like you um, there as my my, partner to, to make sure that this unfolded. And it's hard to believe, but we are at break again. I want to thank everyone for your continuing contributions to Unity Online Radio. We are a voice in the world as we teach different ideas about living the principles of life and living the principles of unity. And we are talking today about the fifth principle through our thoughts, words, and actions. We are difference makers in the world. And so... I am talking with Carol Grundle. You can visit her website at winvision.biz. You can also find out more about our nonprofit Life Rights that helps not only animals but children and the elderly population by going to templehays.org. We'll be right back.
I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. The base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that Source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And here we are again, and we're talking about Abhijanya Brazil, the great healings with uh, the faith healer, John of God, who of himself makes no claims. He just says that he's serving God every day. And um, Carol Grundle and myself, along with... Um, 11 other travelers find ourselves in the midst of what we're called to do and what was knocking on our door, and that was helping some of the animals. We were talking uh, before break about how a dog that was named Scruffy midway en route, Carol's changed the name to Lola, and then parents adopted this beautiful dog who then later on said, when I said to them, I said, you know, we just named it. Carol just named this dog Lola, and you can change it. And they said, oh, no, no. We told people a year ago we were going to be adopting a dog, and we were going to name her Lola. And, uh, Carol, I think you know this because we, we live in different cities, and we've had more focus time to talk today than we have in a while. <laughs> <All right. laughs> have you on radio so I can get your undivided attention <laughs> and you mine. But um, I wanted you to know that Lola often still comes to my office and, and visits me, you know, for like a, a, a day at the office dog. The other thing is that uh, some of these dogs watch our services online. Uh, Sophie from Seattle watches often our program online uh, when I'm talking and starts talking. She starts like crying, like, Aww. hey, how you doing, Auntie Temple? And Alex, the Ibizan Hound, um, we were told because we, we looked extensively to find Alex a home. And you have to give us uh, some 
understanding that we were quite picky because um, uh, Carol and I both personally um, financially supported this project <laughs> of flying these dogs and having someone do it and having them stay there for several days. And um, there are no regrets. I'd do it again in a, in a minute. I'm sure you would too, Carol. Uh, sure. But no, it, it was uh, quite an endeavor. But you can't put a price on that. And that's, uh, I think, one of the things I would like to go on record to say is that, um, you know, if there's people that spend all this money to go to a workshop and learn how to be more spiritual. And what I want to say is get out in life and and be of service in some way to a child or to an animal and help uh, the things that are calling right around you. And it changes your life forever. I, I couldn't pay to have the experiences that I, money could never buy the experiences that I've had because of the reward uh, of these animals and these dogs. And Carol, I bet you feel the same. Well, definitely. I mean, even I, um, my children, one of my children, um, well, they're in the autism perspective, and they love the one dog that we have, Sabrina, that we brought back. I mean, she has opened them up so much more, and I think, you know, in the healing and their, and their, and, you know, their boys, their teenagers, and for them to just, you know, totally surrender around this dog and talk to this dog as if it's their best friend, um, you know, and seeing the transformation within them and, and even with the dog. And um, that's been huge. You know, and, and also, well, I did help um, other cats, too, along the way. So I, I think once you start to help, like you say, get out in the community, get around people and just help, you find yourself that your life just starts to fall into place more the more that you're out there helping others and serving and, and knowing that you're doing something that's, you know, giving beyond yourself absolutely it is powerful and i think that's key what you're saying and i think that's the part you know you'll you're you you will hear often people say well you know when i come into a whole lot of money i'll i'll do something or um another one that people use is there's so many needs you know, I've heard this, I can't tell you how mm-hmm. many times. There's so many needs out there that I just don't know which one to focus on. And what that means usually is they do nothing. You know, they just get overwhelmed or whelmed over and therefore take no action. But again, like Carol and I were highlighting earlier is is let it call you. You know, the phone will ring or you'll go on a sacred journey like we did um, I mean, I did not go to Abidjania, Brazil and have in my mind that I was going to be called to be bringing dogs back in a crate and no. finding them home. I mean, I have plenty of animals and I was actually thinking I would take a little rest from that. But that's what what called us. And it, the key is, you know, what are you willing as a spiritual being to say yes to? And knowing that the way will be provided, I mean, we had no idea how we were going to get all these dogs back. And we were at a place that there could only be a couple of months that it could happen because of the changes in the, in the climate. And Carol magically found somebody on Facebook who went on to be like our miracle man 
that he loves to fly international. He does it for the government. And so he thought nothing of, you know, taking this big crate and, you know, putting dogs in it. And, but I remember when we went to the Miami airport, I took one trip and I know you took another. And I remember being so fascinated at seeing dogs see a lot of grass for the first time. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> no, they did not know what to do. They did not, you know, but and meeting him, I, I helped another dog that needed help with, with another person that was going to be evicted from their home if they didn't get the dog because the dog became bigger than what was allowed. And that's how I met the person. So even out of helping somebody and an animal on Facebook that linked us to this person that could help, you know, I don't think you couldn't have pieced it together or written it in a way that spirit moves and brings you to the right people, the right places, or the right things. And and even when I was in Abhijanya, and um, when I saw the, when I asked you who's um, St. Francis of Assisi, and it didn't even click with me, and you, like, hit me in the arm kind of, you know, playing like, oh, it's the one who helps all the animals. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can do that. I've been doing this all along. I thought God was going to ask me to do something that I literally couldn't do. (laughs) But I I can, and it works right along with being a mother and business and family. And I have nine animals, and people think I'm crazy, but, you know, it works. And, And they all get along, so... You can help, even no matter how busy you are. I love that that you you said that you were thinking that you were going to be asked something that 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 God may or may not be willing to help you do, and and yet and here you are. So you were in meditation because we say in in unity that when we pray, we're talking to God. When we meditate, God speaks to us, and you got this message uh, loud and clear. Um, uh, St. Francis of Assisi, and I, I remember that just like it was yesterday, and you said, that was weird. I was in meditation, and I, I'm not really sure what happened, but I was getting this Assisi, 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 and I said, are you talking St. Francis of Assisi? He said, yeah, 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 that was it, you know, and that is such an archetype, you know, for so many of us, spiritually speaking, it doesn't Remember, it doesn't matter what religious organization you are a part of. Um, everyone can resonate. Uh, we have these amazing grounds uh, in unity at Kansas City, Missouri, and Lee Summit that the deer uh, roam freely and that the animals are treated so well. The Fillmores were vegetarian, but they really were into that kindred spirit of, of nature and of life. I've since then been on a, a road trip and found an 800-pound statue of St. Francis of Assisi, and we have placed him on our campus um, here in St. Petersburg in front of our amazing bookstore, Wings Bookstore. So if you're ever in this area, any of you that are listening, you've got to come see this thing. It's like amazing. But see, to me, that again, Carol's, we're talking connect the dots. I mean. You know, it's going from the next step to the next step, and everything just continues to lead you in the direction uh, that you are to go. And it all came about because we started out saying uh, yes to a few dogs, and it's highlighted the work that we do. You know, I know it's highlighted a lot of the work that, that you do. 
as well in the healthcare field. Connected. It's being connect, being noticing when you're very, very young that connection to animal spirit, or how that links you to another person or another situation. And I temple, I'm like you. I recharge by being more introvert. Introvert, but I do like I can be very extrovert also. And I think the balance between those two are very helpful. But when I do recharge. It, my animals are all around me, so they are part of my recharging, you know, and and I think that more and more people, if they would just notice what it is really that energizes you or, in, you know, gives you that balance or gives you that spiritual connection that you're longing or wanting, you know, that can be so simple but so profound. Mm, there's no doubt about it. There's no no doubt about it. And I, I think, too, that, again, a value here is, you know, you don't set out to do something so you get something back. No. It's just in the act of giving. And I know that here in our community, uh, just because of the examples that we have set forward, you know, it impacts the children. It makes the kids more... Uh, in tune with the respect of animals and other creatures, it makes them more respectful of life itself. And so it's a ripple effect that's beyond everyday measurement of what that's like, you know. So um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. No, my, my son went off, is going off, starting his college and but had um, some anxieties about leaving, so he's just going to community college. But there is a woman there that he had said that he had met when he was having a difficult time and his anxieties, that she actually has a dog that helps her with anxieties, just like an animal has helped with some people who have issues with seizure um, and for people who have, you know, need for, you know, blind and the therapy dogs. It's, you know, I... I we get so busy and think that life has to be about, you know, every everything else that's that we think we need, we don't need. And if I just find out more and more of what really is calling to us and that we're open to that um, and, and how, you know, not just as animals, but how we can help other people. I, I think in the meditation temple, I always go back to what I'm grateful for and, and then how can I serve. And how, It could be just being the right words for somebody, you know, a smile, you know, to open them. Absolutely. And, and you don't have to look far and you don't have to look hard. It's those simple things that can make a difference in someone's life. It's been wonderful being with you today, Carol Grundle. I'm looking forward to our next journey to Brazil. Who knows what we'll come back with the next time and be talking <laughs> exactly. about. Oh, my. Um, I'm sure our partners are very curious as to what we might be doing then. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you so much for being on the show and thank you everyone for for listening and for participating and be sure and go on the website templehaze.org and look at the Sophie Project and you'll be able to kind of feel like you've had a visit there through not only our verbal conversation but the visuals that are on, on the website and you'll see some of the dogs that we've brought back. Carol, you're a blessing. Thank you, Temple. I love you. 
I love you. God bless you. We'll talk soon. And thank you, everyone, for your continuous efforts to support Unity Online Radio, the voice of the awakening world. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things. 
as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. 